Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Friday, September 15th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. We're going to talk today about Nightwing, Superman, Adam Strange, and Supergirl. So first up, we're going to be talking about director Chris McKay and the Nightwing film. He was had an interview with Collider, and he was pretty had a lot to say about the film and he seems pretty excited about it like he always does when he's talking about it uh he he's really excited to work with a popular character that hasn't been done very much and he, he sort of talked about how there was always talk of a robin and he was always paying attention to that so like oh we might have a robin and batman no well maybe they're saving him for batman returns oh they're not going to do that and then they finally did it and then uh you know how they never did it with the nolan trilogy really so he's excited um that it's a really popular character, but he can sort of put his own mark on it. He also mentioned that Robin kind of started out as a character nobody wanted to be. Everybody wanted to be Batman. And that Dick Grayson is someone who has matured more than almost anyone else in the comics, which is very true. He went from being, you know, young sidekick to, you know, all the way to being his own superhero in Nightwing. Yeah. And we've said this a few times about a few different directors, but almost more than anything else, I think Chris McKay really cares about this character really likes this character really gets it and it's always so exciting to see people involved in this movie especially like the director someone who is going to really shape the final product being this interested in this invested in the character that they're tasked with working with yeah and he also i kind of took this as a point um kind of like we talked about with aquaman how to the general public he was kind of a joke right and now you know with this version and even though that's been changed for a long time in the comics and everything else uh, to the general public, Aquaman's still kind of a joke. Well, so is Robin. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I, we were that that uh, Tom Welling, Michael Rosenbaum interview the other day. There was a joke in there about Robin. Uh, yep. You know, he, uh, I think Tom Welling said someone told him at least you know you're known as Superman, but it could be worse. You could be known as Robin. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so to the general public, he really is a joke character. But I'm not sure if. The general public knows that he's Nightwing, so I don't know if that'll matter, but uh, I just thought that was kind of a cool point. He gets to sort of make a cool character, um, let people see why he's cool and not the joke character that he used to be. Right, exactly. And he was also asked what type of movie it's going to be, and he said it's going to be a badass action movie with a lot of heart and emotion. It's going to be a crazy fun ride. Whoever gets cast as Nightwing and any of the other actors around are going to go through a boot camp experience because it's going to be a lot. It's not going to be like a lot of these movies where there's a lot of CG and flying and things like that. Everything he does is going to have to be real. His superpower is being really good as a human being at fighting and gymnastics. So you're going to see that on screen. Yeah, he and there's a there's a few mixed in words that we maybe skipped over, but Chris McKay just I think he gets really excited about this and yeah. just starts talking the way that Chris McKay does. So um yeah, this sounds really awesome. Um obviously it's People come down on either side, practical or CG or whatever, and it's all about how you use it. But I think I agree with him, like, especially with this Nightwing character, it kind of reminds me of like the Arrow character, especially when Arrow first started out and they really, really established, you know, how physically fit Stephen Amell is and how cr- what crazy stuff he can do physically. Um, I'm excited to see that happen, to see these kind of stunts and uh, to see real kind well, not real fighting, but you know what I mean? Like actual people using real skills that a human could acquire to fight 
Yeah, I don't really care practical or CGI. I think that's a, a bit of an overbone argument, but uh, I will say, you know, Nightwing makes sense as a character to do more practical stuff because it's more of a street level character. At least that's from everything what we've heard and what I'd like to see is going more street level and, and grounded with it. And yeah, I hope I hope the there's some really cool stunt action in this because Dick Grayson, you know, that he's got that circus background where he should almost have gymnastic abilities, be super athletic and flexible and able to do, you know, he fights street level crime in a way that's completely different from Batman or any other characters like that. So I think it could be really cool action scenes if done right. Yeah, definitely agree. Uh, moving on to Superman news, maybe. Director Matthew Vaughn has confirmed that he's had chats about doing a Superman film. Uh, this was on Hey You Guys. He he said, I'm planning another Kingsman, but I've written the treatment in some of the scenes. I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I have had chats about Superman. I love Superman. Well, who doesn't, Matthew? Um, <laughs> he went on to say, if somebody asked me to do Indiana Jones, most of the superheroes, or Star Wars, the fanboy in me can't help but be excited. So I'm assuming that this means that he has been approached to do Indiana Jones, most of the superheroes, and Star Wars, and now he just has to pick between all of them. Probably. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's been approached about a lot of things. You know, we've said in the past, I think that you and I are not as big of Matthew Vaughn fans as a lot of people out there, uh, although I will recognize he's done a lot of good work. But if he loves the character and he's a talented director, I think that's a pretty great start. Yeah, and it's. I think it more has to do with I think I just harp on him because I didn't enjoy Kingsman as much as or close to as much as most other people did. And but that's just kind of has to do with the source material as well and what the story is. And I I think he's a talented director and I think he did a pretty good job with that movie. And it's not like it was a poorly directed film, I don't think. Yeah, that's that's a really fair point. And he's shown he's able to change based on the subject matter. I guess he's had some comments about Superman in the past. I'm not sure how I feel about, yeah. you, uh, you know, sort of um, almost the the extreme lighthearted version of the character. Um, but I, I think he's talented. I think the most exciting thing here is that, you know, there's talks going on about another solo Superman film, which is something I really want to see. And I think Matthew Vaughn could do a good job with it and um, maybe bring in Mark Strong as Brainiac or something like that, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which is probably worth it just for that. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the strongest character we're talking about today, uh, <laughs> Adam Strange has been cast. The actor is Sean Sipos, uh, and this is on the show Krypton. Uh, he will be a series regular, which that is kind of awesome. I I thought maybe he would just be kind of a, a one-off or a couple episodes, but he looks like he's going to be a series regular. Yeah, I was expecting a, a recurring role, but it looks like he's going to be heavily involved in this. I, I think you know this definitely could be a situation where he shows up at the end of the pilot as a little stinger. Oh, I'm from the future. I need to stop you from screwing things up or something like that. Right. Uh, so Sipos is known for his role in Melrose, Melrose place and the vampire diaries, neither of which I've seen. <laughs> I don't think I've, I've seen this guy act before, but I don't really care. I'm getting Adam strange. You know, I feel like every time there's a casting or something, it's like you and I don't watch any TV or movies. Right. <laughs> we, like, I feel like I, we actually watch a ton, but it's never anybody is cast from something we've seen them in. It's super weird. Right. Um, I was, I just, yeah, like sort of, this isn't really super related, but I was just, I saw some video about like scripts and how many scripts just get submitted to the guild every year. And there's 30,000 scripts per year that get like submitted like ideas for a movie. So it just, 
it goes to show no matter how far you are into this stuff, you are never going to be able to keep up with everything that's going on. Oh, yeah. That's just insane. <laughs> it, it's it's impossible. Yep. Uh, but the the article from Deadline also had a, a just a short description about his character and what he's going to be doing on Krypton. It says, Adam Strange is a world-weary human who finds himself stranded on Krypton as the unlikely mentor to Segel, Superman's grandfather. How about I'm going to keep, I'm going to say Segel. I don't even remember what it is now. I saw a bunch of interviews with the correct pronunciation. It's it's Segel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, as a mentor, that's kind of surprising slash neat. Um, right. I'm really curious to see how that turns out. Yeah, I, I was already a little confused at how they were going to actually use his character. But now this is this is not the direction I thought they were going to go. But it's an interesting direction. And like you said, I'm I'm curious to see what they do. Yeah, it's it's it'll give him an opportunity to to stay around for a long time. I'm sure Adam Strange's goal is going to be to get off of this planet, ideally before he explodes with it. But yeah, not that we're going to see that in the show or anything. But uh, yeah, I think that's a an interesting idea, especially with such a young Seagal, and it looks like his father is out of the picture. We might see him eventually, but uh, you know, we know his grandfather's been cast, so I think there is sort of a mentorship void that is present. And so Adam Strange feeling that while having his experience with present day Earth, uh, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how any of that sort of fits in and uh, if he's able to share anything of the future. Yeah. And I, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing up a blank now, but when they, when they were describing the show, did they talk about like technology being banned, like kind of like last days of Krypton where you're, they're really wary of technology and you're not really supposed to be using it. I don't remember anything about that. Um, yeah, but I do, you know, that's been a lot, that's been a plot point in a lot of, uh, a lot of Krypton stuff where they don't want to, they're sort of against technology and they're against space travel and stuff like that, especially with last days of Krypton and, and some of those other things. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Cause Adam strange has a lot of experience Well, the character Adam strange has a lot of experience with technology. So that could definitely be, Something he brings to the table. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah. Again, I wonder if he'll have that taken away from him and he's sort mm-hmm. of stranded on this planet or if he's, if he's there, if he wants to go there, you know, if he planned to go there and is now trying to get back and he has all of his tools at his disposal, yeah. jetpack and whatnot. I'm just so excited to see Adam Strange in live action. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are. All right. And then our last thing comes from Entertainment Weekly executive producer Andrew Kreisberg of Supergirl gave some details on the villainous Rain and how they're going to approach the character this year. And what makes her different, according to Kreisberg, is says, when we met Rain, she's just a woman. Her name is Samantha and she's a single mom and she has no idea that she is Rain. She has no idea that she was the baby in the pod at the end of last season. So the journey that she takes this season is watching her realize her heritage and see how it manifests. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a pretty interesting way to set it up. And I mean, it, we've seen similar things to this, but I, I do think it's like an interesting story arc where the, the bad person doesn't know they're bad and just kind of finds it out. Yeah, I, I think that can be interesting. And it, it very much reminds me of Davis Bloom in Smallville. I wonder if they're going to go <laughs> yeah. that route where there's a, a beast underneath and she doesn't know it. Uh, I guess we'll have to see. And I thought it was interesting. Kreisberg said he wanted to do something different, not only from what he's already done on Supergirl, but from his previous work on Arrow and the Flash. And he said that usually on these shows, you either meet the big bad at the end of episode one or you meet them at episode seven or nine. And you realize that they've been pulling the strings the whole time and we're out there working with their multi-year plan to take down the heroes or destroy the city. 
when we were figuring out rain, one thing that we've never really been on any of these, one thing that we've never really seen on any of these shows is we've never seen the big bad become the big bad. And I was floored when I read that because that's pretty much entirely true with the exception of maybe Slade Wilson on arrow. Yeah. But even, yeah, I, but yeah, it is, it'll be really, really interesting seeing seeing this kind of origin and why they became who they became and, what the tipping point is and the little things that lead up to them becoming evil. And so, yeah, I thought they were going to do that with, uh, Lena. I thought we were going to see maybe her transition, but maybe we still will. It's obviously too early to say that she's always going to be good, but I thought maybe we would see her kind of turn bad. Yeah, absolutely. I think we, we still could, but it might not be as the big bad of this season. And I think right. that's a really cool way to approach it. You know, even with Slade, they sort of, there was a time jump there, so you, you went from seeing sort of his origin and then it jumped ahead to present day where he had this plan to destroy stuff. So you kind of miss that in between. I think this is a really smart way to sort of take it. Here's a normal character. By the end of the season, they're going to be the the worst villain imaginable, and you get to see that play out. I really like that, especially when you have 22 episodes to play with that. Mm-hmm. And it is such a, it is a, a good idea because even though like – I don't even think it's considered a spoiler to know that rain is going to be the big bad and that she's going to turn into it because we don't know how it's going to happen. And that's really the the information that's key. So it'll still be interesting. Well, I don't, I don't think it's a spoiler because they've been talking about it since May. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Big bad. So, uh, yeah. So seeing that play out will be fun. All right. That's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.